This podcast is a presentation of Gateway Fellowship, Paulsville, Washington. Experience community, find hope. Check us out at gatewayfellowship.com. Well, we're in a brand new series. Well, actually, brand new. It started three weeks ago. This is the third, third week, and we're talking about DNA. Now, we'll explain that in, in just a moment, right? Mm-hmm. But I've been having a really, really good time because each week is building on the previous week. So if you miss some weeks, if you're brand new, maybe you want to go back and catch up, just go to gatewaynk.com, and uh, you, can, you, you can find all the teaching there. Also, our YouTube, YouTube channel, right? Absolutely. So I've really enjoyed it. So I'm going to ask you to do something that for some people, it's going to feel a little, little weird, a little uncomfortable, but it's okay. Um, if you're, you're sitting beside someone, you probably know. So this will work out just fine. Um, we talk about DNA as, as, as really our characteristics reveal our DNA, right? Mm-hmm. So last week I talked about, you know, my white hair is because of my mother. Right. Right. So mm-hmm. I, I kind of carry that. Your, um, never mind. Receding hair. It's oh, okay. No, it's okay. I wasn't I'll gonna say it. Say it uh huh. I'll say it. But you said it, okay? Because of my so, dad. Uh huh. Okay, because your dad. So we, we carry those those traits, don't we? Like that. Mm-hmm. So and we're also known for our our traits, some of them, right? Mm-hmm. So I'll go first, right? So um, um, people that know me know I, I use a lot of words. I talk a lot. Hmm. That can be a thing, yeah. Is that a, is that a trait characteristic? Yeah, I wouldn't go with that. Yeah, because yeah, I'm the guy yeah. that feels like more words is actually better going to actually make a difference. Yeah. Yeah. So that would be something that you would say. That's something that stands out I would say you. that. I'm probably going to turn this on and say, well, you know, I'm, it's a trade. It's, I, I probably get it from my mom. I don't know. How about you? Mm-hmm. Uh, I would go with, uh, maybe I'll listen. So that's a trait. That's awesome. So like God's put us together, right? So that's I talk, right. you listen. Okay. So that's how <laughs> match okay. made so in turn, heaven. Turn to somebody and go, okay, here's what I'm, I'm, I'm sometimes known for, or I'm known for. Do that right now. Will you do that right now? Part of your characteristics, part of your traits. Come on now, play along. Maybe it's your wife, it's your husband, it's someone you know, mm-hmm. right? What right? do you know for? known for. Hmm. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Oops. Thank you, Mario. Thank you there. All right. Very good. Okay, that's enough. Quit talking about yourself. All right. So, <laughs> Bible says don't talk so much about yourself. All right. Anyway, but you know what? We, we probably, you know, like if we ask somebody, like, you know, what am I known for? They're probably going to tell you, right? Mm-hmm. Because your traits and your characteristics, like, they, they reveal who you are, right? They reveal who you are, mm-hmm. and so um, that's what we're talking about DNA. But we're not talking about your personal DNA, right? We're talking about living out our Jesus DNA because if you're a follower of Jesus. Here's what here's what we have said: is that your your Jesus DNA ought to be revealed in in you know your characteristics and your traits. You're like how you carry yourself. So mm-hmm. how do other people know you? And so we've been we've been talking about that. We review in just a, a, a few moments the last last two weeks, but. You know, what part of you, what part of your Jesus DNA um, do others see, right? Mm -hmm. Or we're saying it this way, you show who you are by what you are. Hmm. That's another way to say it. You show who you are by by what you are. So if you were to ask people near you, they'd go like, oh, yeah, you're, you're, they might even go like, you're a Jesus freak, right? And we go like, well, that's a good thing. 
I'll take right? it. I mean, yeah. that can be a good thing, right? Mm -hmm. You know, or you're you're really known because you you know you love God or you help people, you mm -hmm. do that kind of thing. So mm -hmm. you're just living out your Jesus DNA. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and, and we really have anchored this within a specific verse. We have. Mm -hmm. uh, the scripture is from Acts chapter 4. So the Acts is the one historical, it is the historical book of the Bible, right? So we've got the Gospels and history book, Acts. Mm -hmm. And something was going on here, and this is the basis for what we're talking about. Now, when they saw the boldness of Peter and John, now just remember what's being revealed, and perceived that they were uneducated, common men, mm -hmm. they were astonished because, like, they're seeing something that didn't fit who they thought they were. Right. And they recognized that they had been with Jesus. Mm -hmm. You see what's happening here? Um, they're, they're bold. They're, they're perceiving something different. But, oh, yeah, they, they've been walking with Jesus. Right. Right. And, and so that's what was being revealed in their life. Right. Right. And may it be said of us. It, exactly. Like if there's something that's said about us, may yeah. that be said. And there's ways that that kind of gets lived out and gets worked out. And so we talked about in the first week that, we, that something that we could be known for, part of our DNA, is that we would be people of the Word. And so there would be um, that, that Jesus DNA that we would be known as, as, as Bible readers, as people who, who know God's Word, who, who are spending time getting to know Him through His Word. And so we spent some time talking about that. And the second week, we talked about being a people of community. And this idea of us being not just trying to live this life alone, but we do life together. And it was just such a special moment um, for last week in particular. We got to talk about what it means to be in community. It, it, one of the ways we get initiated into that is through baptism. And we had such a wonderful uh, time last week, if you happen to have joined us, be able to witness um, some baptisms that were just amazing. But this idea of being in community and doing life together. Yeah. So today we pick up the conversation. Yeah, exactly. So if you're brand new with us, say it's your first time, you're online or you're in person or, or whatever, or you, or you missed last week, or you, you're, you're, so, you're part of that group that we, we can't get rid of you. Um, we are passionate about living out this Jesus DNA. And when you talk about we are people of the word, we talked about that the first week, that we will be known personally, individually, as a faith community, as a church, as people who absolutely stand on the truth of the word. That's, that's who we are. We may not always like what the Bible says. Mm -hmm. We've talked about that, right? The Bible says, well, just how you resolve conflict, for, for, as an example, we've been talking about that. We don't always want to do that, but the Bible instructs us how to live. So we're people of the Word and then people of community. We live in community. But today we're going we're gonna to drive down just a little bit deeper. Are you ready? Yep. That was weak. <laughs> okay, all right, all right. There, that, that, that's, that's better. Um, this is going to split us into two groups of people, right? So... Um, and, and we're going to be, we're going to, we're going to overstate some things on purpose. Um, this is going to be, there's going to be a group of people who go, oh yeah, I've been there, done that. Thank you. You're the amen group. Amen. No, you, you don't even know what group you're in yet. So I haven't, I haven't told you, but that's coming. Okay. You're the amen group. And there's the rest of us that we just really, really want to challenge in, in, in some ways. And probably really all of us to be challenged mm -hmm. how we're living this life out. Today, mm -hmm. we're talking about the value and the need for people of faith to step into a greater commitment called, are you ready? Membership. And everyone go, oh, he's talking about membership. It's like, you want us to join? Well, let us unpack it for just, just a little, little bit. Um, I believe, and we believe, that there are greater challenges coming um, to Christians, to followers of Jesus, and to faith communities. And there's the absolute need for a faith community to have guardrails around it in order to protect what Jesus is doing. Mm -hmm. 
And we see members, official members, as being the guardrails. It's not just the pastoral team. It's all of us standing together. And let me share with you a story that we're both aware of. So there was a church, we'll name the church, um, not Mars Hill, but because I know that some of you, that's the first thing that's going to come to your mind. It's another church um, that was doing an incredible work for Jesus. I mean, they were reaching lost people, more, mm-hmm. weren't they? they were, yeah, that was it's awesome. Like yeah. Lost people were coming in, mm-hmm. and they were, they were getting saved. And they were doing so, uh, so good of a job at that that we took our team over and yeah. sat with the pastoral staff, right? Yeah, yeah I remember it. Yeah, yeah we went mm-hmm. to lunch. He said, like, how are you guys doing this? Because mm-hmm. we want to learn, because we want to reach lost people as, as well. Mm-hmm. Well, something happened, um, and it was this. The, the, the lead pastor began to stray away from biblical truth. And that church of over 5,000 people does not exist today. It completely dismantled. Mm-hmm. Mem- well, uh, people scattered. Mm-hmm. And the question that I was like, where, where were the guardrails? Where, right. where, where was the membership that said to, you know, look, uh, that's not of the word. That's not the Bible. Mm-hmm. Like, and you're trying to lead us in this direction, and we are not going there. Mm-hmm. I would expect that from you. If I were to begin to talk about things that we go like, well, where do you find that? That is unbiblical. That I would pray that the guardrails would stop that from happening. Maybe right. you might be going that way, but we are not going that way. Right. Are you with me? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so that's what we're talking about. So it's, it's, it's really um, moving. Um, capture this phrase from dating to commitment. Okay, from dating to commitment. Let's talk about that for, for just a second. Now, there is a dating process that some of us are in, and we need to be there because you've been here for two weeks, three weeks, four weeks, whatever, new people last week, new people, whatever, mm-hmm. online, whatever, and you're going like, okay, we're checking this out. That's da- we, we need that. Mm-hmm. Well, we, we say, oh, yay, because that's part of the process of discovering a, a church that we, we pray mm-hmm. you will find is biblically based and so on, so on, so on. But mm-hmm. the, the, so the dating process is important. Right. But there's a time like when you go like, okay, I'm in. Right. So um, Jen and I met in college, and she, saw, she spotted me. She went hard after me, Mario. <laughs> that's how that story goes, huh? I'm, that's my story, and I'm sticking to yeah, it, Yeah, right? yeah, we all right. believe that. Yeah. Uh-huh. She went hard uh-huh. after me, right? Uh-huh. And so um, we eventually got married, right? So we've been married a, a, a lot of years, mm-hmm. got kids, got grandkids. They're coming your way someday. Come on. I mean, not my grandkids, but yeah. your own. Yeah, so, yeah. But, but anyway, um, so, but here's the deal. If, if, if I would have told you, no, let's just date forever. Like, that's, that's not going to work. That ain't going to fly. No. No, it's going to like, because like she's looking for commitment. I was looking for commitment. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, the, when, when the, the moment came and the questions popped, will you marry me? Mm-hmm. I immediately said, yes. You know, I'll, I'll do that. So kind of so, you. So kind of you. No, I know that. And our, our youth pastor got married yesterday, mm-hmm. right? It was in, yes, he did. Yeah. There's an incredible crowd here. And he and Ruthie, but I can guarantee that if Ruthie or Jamie said, let's just date. Like, they're going to go like, that's not going to work. Yeah, Ruthie wouldn't have that for a second. And your wife, Michelle. Yeah, no, Michelle wouldn't Michelle want wouldn't that. have that for a second. Yeah, no, no that, that was not even an option. It's like right. either you're in or you're out. Figure it out or get out. Like, that's just kind of the way that rolled. That's exactly <laughs> right. So I'm not into dating forever. Right. But dating's good. Right. It's, because it's, during that process, yeah, you, you get to learn. know somebody. You and so out. We believe that. Mm-hmm. So 
Um, some assumptions here, okay? Right, some things yeah. that we kind of assume yeah. as we talk about this whole thing is, is that very thing. Yeah. I mean, there is this reality that, especially in the American church, the Western church, there is this kind of dating period. Try to figure out, am I, is this a spot? How do I fit in? Is this a place I'm going to land? And we would expect that to be a part of what's going on here. And we know that that's a part, and that is good, and that's okay. Yeah. We hope that that takes place right. because people are just coming in the doors trying to figure it out, and that's a good thing. And you know, while every church would love to see every person who attends become an official member, Gateway will never require a person to become an official member in order to attend. Like, that's just, that's just not how we roll. That's not, not in the way that we do things. Some of the things that we also need to recognize is that we don't need to agree on all the matters or little distinctives that fall, that take place in Christianity. There are so many um, what we would call secondary beliefs within Christianity, things that, that really um, aren't primary. And so when we talk about primary, there are some things that we ask all of our believers to believe mm-hmm. and really invite everybody on board with. And so um, this is on our website, but we thought it's really important to just bring those up. What are right. the primary things? Here's the primary things. One of them is what we believe about Scripture. In the Scriptures, we believe that the Bible is the inspired Word of God. What we believe about God is that God exists in three distinct persons called the Trinity. What we believe about humanity is this. All were created in the image of God, but separated from Him through disobedience. About salvation, belief in Jesus and His sacrifice on the cross provides the sole basis for the forgiveness of sins about life. All followers of Jesus should live for Christ and not for themselves or by themselves. You see, we were called to be in community. And finally, about the church. Jesus is the head of the church. It's not Tom. It's not anybody who sits on the stage. Jesus is the head of the church. The church is the body of Christ, and our purpose is to glorify Him. And so we say that these things are primary. We hold these things in high regard. These are the things that we fight for and say, yes, as members, this is what's important to us. All the other things, we can have all these different ways of being and still live in community together. Yeah, in fact, if someone were to say, like, we really want to join, right? So we want to to drive down in our commitment. We'll move from community to commitment, Mm -hmm. right? But I think there's a few ways to God. Mm -hmm. We go like, yeah, that's not going to work out. There's only one way to God, right? So that's why these things are important. Mm-hmm. You're exactly right. We commit to these things. Right. But right. if they said, I would like a different, I think we should have a different color of carpet at some point. I think we should have a different color carpet too. So anyway, <laughs> exactly. Then maybe. That's a, yeah, that's a secondary right. thing, right? Yes. Exactly. Yeah, right. not vital at right. all. Right. Not vital at all. Here's the other thing, the other assumption that we, we wanted to just kind of lay out there for you is that for a long time, we were trying to figure this membership thing out. In other words, oh, like, what can we do to get more members? What can we do to make membership uh, uh, beneficial to everybody? And so we have gone oh, around man. and around and having conversations about different things that we could do. Like, you know, could we give maybe, you know, a discount to people? When, you know, when you go, a member, a member can get a discount at the coffee bar. You know, the, the member could get a, maybe even get a discount yeah, on a... on your tithe or something like that. You know, yeah, you know, a little kickback, something, you know. I mean, honestly. <laughs> Honestly, when I say we spend hours going like, how can we sell membership, right? Mm-hmm. Or how can we show, uh, sell a deep commitment? Because we know that that's going to be what's needed. We need to have people who are the guardrails, right? right? Mm-hmm. Um, but, but then we came to this realization that we were on the wrong track. Right. Because it's not about like what we can do for you. When we say we now, that's we. All of us together, we, we kind of are framing it a little bit differently today. Right, yeah. right. So less about like what, what can is that we can give, but more framing and thinking of as a people of God, 
how can we as a people of God give to what God is doing through this church? You know, there was a person who said, and I think you, you may, for some of us have been around, he says, ask not what you can do for your country. Oh, but that's not what your country can do for you. But instead, what you can do yeah. for your country. Yeah, you and I think that that's really the, the, the kind of the heartbeat behind it. I think that was really the switch that we had. It's like, this is, mm-hmm. this is more about what we can do together. How our, we can be more committed to what God has in store for exactly. us. Exactly. How we stand together. It's not just the pastoral staff moving forward, but it's this faith community, which mm-hmm. is large. It's mm-hmm. large, but it's all of us standing together. So we begin to say it this way, membership is about what you bring to the table. And what you bring to the table is absolutely critical mm-hmm. and absolutely important and vital to this faith, mm-hmm. faith community. Now, um, here, here's important. So just kind of to, to keep unpacking what this is not about. We, we're, where we are headed as, 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 as Gateway, this is not a club that you need membership to be a part of. So how many are part of an athletic club? You don't have to raise your hand, but we are. You go in, you scan your card, you scan your code like that because you're a member and you pay to be a member. That's not what Gateway is. Gateway is for everybody. <clears throat> and we pray that there'll be many people in the dating process. And <clears throat> we pray that there'll be many people who will come in who don't know Jesus because this is not about Gateway. This is about Jesus. Yes? Mm-hmm. That, you should all say amen to that. So mm-hmm. this is about lifting up Jesus, making his name famous, people coming to faith, and together we work this thing out. But mm-hmm. here, we are not headed this way. Um, there will be no special seating if you're a member. <laughs> Sorry. It's like, and when you all move around, that gets really, really hard anyway. But the, in fact, in fact, if, if, you, if you're that person, and you come in, someone's in your seat, you should be thankful for that. Mm-hmm. It's not your seat anyway. Okay, so we're not, we're not doing that, okay? Um, like the airlines, there's no priority loading. Like you don't get in first or you don't get this. That's not, not any of that. Mm-hmm. You, you don't receive free coffee because you get free coffee anyway in the lobby. Mm-hmm. So, right? And you'll never be asked if you're a member. And it's like, oh, are you a member? You're not going to be asked that. We're just challenging uh, people you will always, regardless if you've been here one time and you skip and you're back or you're here or you're, you're, you're part of that group again that we, we, we can't get rid of you, everyone receives pastoral care and, and personal care. I just want you to know that. Right. But I do believe that we need to stand together because I do believe that um, uh, the persecution will continue to grow for churches and faith communities to stand on the Bible. It will happen to you. It happened to me. It will continue to grow. And we need to be together. We need to stand together. So we're going to focus in three areas with our remaining time. The biblical basis for membership. You might look at it a little bit differently today. The functional basis for, for, for membership. And then the joy of membership. So let's kind of look at mm-hmm. that biblical so, yeah. f- foundation. Yeah. yeah, when we look at that biblical basis, I mean, we, we see this in Scripture. And, and if, you look in, if you look in Scripture, you won't find this idea. You won't see, like, these people became members. Like, right. you won't see that language in there. But you see the concept of this idea of commitment playing out. You see, Jesus had, had ascended. He sent his spirit. And Paul started to, uh, Peter started to preach. And many people started to come to know, know Christ. And this community started to form. And we get to read about this. And, and what we see in there is this picture of what, what membership can look like, what commitment looks like. Because this is what it says in Acts 2.42 through 45. It says, And they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and the fellowship, to the breaking of bread and to prayers. And awe upon every soul 
and many wonders and signs were being done through the apostles. And all who believed were together and had all things in common. And they were selling their possessions and belongings and distributing the proceeds to all to, as anyone had need. And you want to talk about commitment. Mm-hmm. Here are these people who said, like, we are committed to each other. We believe in what God is doing, and we want to invest in what God is doing here. We're devoted. We're committed to one another. You see, this, this wasn't a casual kind of relationship. You don't sell your, your right. home and give away your possession just because you kind of have a casual relationship with someone. It was because there was a sense of deep, committed devotion to one another. Yeah, they belong together. Mm-hmm. And, and like what you said, like, if I'm going to, like, sell my goods or I'm going to and, and give them to you, because we're connected, right? right? There's a belonging together. So you begin to see this play, played out in the Bible. Then there's this whole area of discipleship and accountability. Now, I know we get real nervous about that, and, and I don't blame you for it. We, we, we all do. We can start talking about accountability. But the fact is that we are accountable to one another as believers, as followers. Yes, mm-hmm. we are. The Bible calls us to that. We're to be in this discipleship process together. And so we talk about disciples, making disciples. Mm-hmm. So um, growing together in Jesus, helping one another take our next step towards Christ. You know, that's what we talk about. So discipleship and account- accountability is part of the biblical basis um, for belonging together for, for membership. Now, I'll tell you a little story about myself. And I, I know that you know, there's this thinking out there that if you're, if you're a pastor at the church, you should never be, don't be vulnerable because you don't want people to know that you've got flaws. Mm-hmm. Well, you, if you've been around, you know that's not me, and you get what you got. So anyway, <laughs> um, you know, oh, I think we, we, we're all in this thing together. And so there was a time talking about discipleship and accountability. When I was, <clears throat> I was in um, conflict with an individual, and it, it was hard. Um, some things had happened, and I was in, in, in deep conflict, um, um, and they were, they were extremely difficult days. And I had people, I had members close to me exhort me to do the right thing. You've got to walk this thing out like what you teach it. And whenever they say that, that kind of, that gets pretty close to home, right? Mm-hmm. I've got to live what I teach. And they were mm-hmm. absolutely right. And I did. I, I finally did. And it was the right thing. And that's discipleship. That's being accountable to one another. That's, that's not the pastoral staff say, hey, hands off us. Right. That's saying, no, no, no. We, we need to be accountable to one another. And we need to provide these guardrails for each other and for this faith community called Gateway. So discipleship and accountability is patterned for us within the context of church membership or slash belonging. So we, we belong together. So I care about you, mm-hmm. right? Because mm-hmm. we belong together. You care mm-hmm. about me. Right. And so we do this life together. Matthew 18 is a common um, passage that people look to when you talk about a- accountability. And I-, I just think I want you to see it in a, in a discipleship framework this morning. Um, Matthew 18, verses 15 through 17. If a brother sins against you, go and tell him his fault between you and him alone. And if he listens to you, you've gained a brother. That's, that's good. Mm-hmm. But if he does not listen, take one or two others along with you. That's accountability. That's discipleship that everything may be established by the evidence of two or three witnesses. If he refuses to listen to them, tell it to the church. If he refuses to listen even to the church, let him be to you as a Gentile and a tax collector. Now, I want to give you what my belief is about this scripture, tell it to the church, because that's where we go like, whoa. So you're going to tell these people here 
my fault. Yeah, like if I become a member, are you going to like bring everything yeah. yeah, absolutely not. That's not, I don't believe that's what scripture is saying. I do believe what it is saying is you have people who are influential in your life. Those are the people that, that help disciple you, just like it happened with me. It instructs us in the discipleship process that sometimes is meant for correction. So those are the guardrails, mm -hmm. right? So the, 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 the members, those who belong, provide the guardrails to protect the doctrinal purity of the church. Mm -hmm. And we need that together. Uh, do I think we're going to stray? No, I, I, I don't. I, pr I, pr I pray not. Don't plan to. Believe and trust in the Bible as it's written. No, but we need to have people that are those guardrails. Right? You go like, yeah, that doesn't sound right. Absolutely, because here's the deal. If we don't have people now that are saying we're committed right. to, to what's happening with the church right now, making being part of the direction of the church, we're actually living out now what's going to impact our children That's right. and our grandchildren. Right. Like the decisions we make now, whether we choose to invest now, will make a difference. Right. And so it's so important that we, as you talk about guardrails, that we're not just setting up the guardrails for now, but we're setting up the guardrails for this faith community, for the people that are coming after us. Right. And so there's such a need yeah, for us to, to be involved point. in what's taking place, right. to make a difference. We get to set the bar for what takes place next. Right. And so there's this, we talked about the biblical basis, right. and, then the, and then there's this right. functional basis, like what does this look like lived out? And the Apostle Paul uses this illustration of a physical body to show how Christians with individual gifts are to work together. There's something of this concept of a body with members that helps us see this whole idea of membership being lived out. And so the, he's, he's speaking about this passage I'm going to read from the, the places and the basis of gifts. But, but you'll even notice he uses the word member in there. There's like this, this membering that starts to take place. And so, so here it is in 1 Corinthians 12, 12. It says, for just as the body is one, has many members, and all the members of the body, and all the members of the body, though many, are one body, so it is with Christ. For in one spirit we were all baptized into one body, Jews or Greeks, slaves or free, and we're all made to drink of one spirit. You see, we're, con we're called to be connected together, and we're part of that one body that works together all towards one common goal, one common purpose, to lift up the name of Jesus in this area and wherever it is that we find ourselves. And so membership is a step that declares I am a part of the whole. And you can depend on me. I don't operate on my own without the declared need for others in my life. I need to be in relationship with others. And I have a role to play. I have a part to play. And I'm choosing to move from this place of dating to this place of being committed and saying, I'm a part of this. I want to make a difference. Yeah, that's why you, you never find, you're not going to find the word membership in the Bible right there. It's just, a, it's just a, it's a, it's a step that says, like, I belong and I declare that belonging through, through this. Um, there's a lot of one another injunctions in the Bible. So if you're a Bible reader, pray that you are. You're going to see like, you know, love one another, pray for one another, exhort one another. So there's a lot of uh, uh, membership functions in the Bible. So the one another injunctions that you're reading is, is, is membership declaring that relationship. So membership is declaration that we belong together, mm -hmm. right? We're in this thing together. I'm, I'm a part of this, you're, you're a part, part of this. And what we're suggesting is that these one another injunctions you read in the Bible um, are best lived out within the context of belonging or what we're calling, calling membership. So there, there, there's, we're gonna give you five of them, but there's like, 
I think there's like a hundred, there's in excess of a hundred, but here they are. We're to love one another, right? Love one another. This is mm-hmm. John 15. This is my commandment that you love one another as I have loved you. We're to agree with one another. Mm. I'm not done yet. Second Corinthians 13, 11. Finally, brothers, rejoice, aim for restoration, comfort one another, agree with one another, live in peace, and the God of love and peace will be with you. Agree with one another doesn't mean right, that we agree that brown carpet is the way to go, right? Absolutely. Like you, might, you might like the old orange carpet that we had years ago. Yeah, it had some spunk. Yeah, know. but we don't, have, we don't agree on those. <laughs> that's what we agree on the issues that Mario laid out just a few minutes ago. Right, right? those primary things. Jesus is Lord. Mm-hmm. It's about Jesus. And we agree there's only one way to the, to the Father. Mm-hmm. And then bear with one another. Um, Ephesians 4, 1, through, 1 and 2, in a manner worthy of the calling to which you have been called, with all humility and gentleness, with patience, bearing with one another in love. That means like, just like in your family, or just like with Jen, my wife, um, sometimes she has to just bear, put, put, put up with me, right? So there, is t- there are times within um, the body that we just put up with, with, with each other, mm-hmm. right? Like, you don't always like everything I do. Right, you don't always like everything I do. Yes, I do. Okay, oh. so but <laughs> bearing <laughs> with one another, putting up with one another. So someone came to me afterwards and said, you know you have a misspelled word on the screen. I want to say, well, just bear with us, okay? So nice. Anyway, that, that's what we're talking about. But we're talking about all of this within the context of belonging. Right. Yeah, yeah. Another one is exhorting one another. And, and you know, other people might heard an idea of encourage one another. Hebrews 3.13 says, but exhort one another every day as long as it is called today that none of you may be hardened by sin deceit, deceitfulness. We've got to encourage one another as a people. And finally, at least from this list, is wash one another's feet. Uh-uh. That's an illustration, an example. <laughs> so you're saying if we become a member, we're not going to do a foot washing? No, yeah. <laughs> if you want to. Yeah, if, but, yes. Yeah. If I then, Jesus said, your Lord and teacher have washed your feet, you also yeah. ought to watch one another's feet. And what Jesus is speaking about here is this idea of serving one another. Yeah of being available to one another, of helping one another, of doing things you won't necessarily want to do, but for, on behalf of someone else, you're going to go the extra mile for them. And so Jesus, I love that after he says this in this passage, he asks the disciples, do you understand what I have done for you? You see, Jesus was showing them that this idea of we need to step into humble service, and we get to do that within the context of this faith community. Exactly. And then finally, there's a joy of membership. So we have the biblical basis for membership, right? The functional basis for membership. Now, the, it's a joy of membership, and it's really the joy of, of, of belonging. Jonathan Lehman said this, the joy of church membership is forgetting yourself for a few paltry moments, how hard that is to do, and losing yourself in a story about God's work in a brother or sister's life. He goes on, church membership begins when we recognize one another through baptism and the Lord's Supper as members of the body of Christ. Church membership is you becoming a bigger you. Mm-hmm. Maybe you're the hand or, or the foot. Mm-hmm. You see, this is about the body of Christ. This is about Jesus. This is not about gateway. We don't call people to gateway. We call people to Jesus. Right. Amen. Amen. And, and, and you become a part of the body of Christ. This is about growing the kingdom of God and being a part of what he's doing in the world. It's bigger than any one of us. And maybe we're the hand, that member, or we're the foot, that, that, that member. Mm-hmm. The joy of membership 
resides in this in the bigger you the joy the source of joy is always the gospel story right the source of joy isn't the cup of coffee you got when you came in because it was free the source of joy is jesus that's our that's our passion that's why we talk about what we talk about. That's why we talk about opportunities to serve this community and opportunities uh, to take uh, the gospel story locally and globally like you're going to hear before we exit today. That's what this story is all about. There's joy in that, but there's joy in doing it together. Yeah. So kind of some thoughts to take home with you today. By joining a local church, Brian Boyle says, each person is making a statement that they identify with a particular doctrinal position of who God is and what his, what his role is and his word is in their life. So Mario talked about that just a few moments ago. Membership is a visible step we take to say I'm a part, and membership is moving from dating to commitment. Now, I'm going to emphasize again, some of you are in the dating process because that's where you should be, right? You should be there. Um, however long, I don't know. That's up to you, you know. But there's a point where we pray that you move into commitment, and I'm going to be a part of what Jesus is doing here. I pray God is lifted up and glorified in every Bible-preaching church. We pray for that. Amen. We prayed for our friends in Kingston Bayside this morning that God would do a work over in, in that church because they suffered um, a, a water break during this last freeze, and they can't meet in their facility. And so they're online, so we're praying for them. And Gateway's actually providing a sound system for them so they can start meeting in a, in a location outside. You're That's doing that, so by good. the way. That's how we're spending some of your money. Um, but, well, we have one that we're going to loan to them. So mm -hmm. it's, it's about doing this thing together. Right. It's about lifting up the name of Jesus. I said it last week. If it ever becomes about gateway, I pray that someone says something. It is not about gateway. It's about lifting the name of Jesus mm -hmm. in the world today. Mm -hmm. Moving from dating to commitment, whenever that, that is, we, we thought of something that we thought was really creative. Yes. Right? Yes. You know, I'll just roll it by you and see what you think. So we go, okay, what's the next step? If I'm not, if I want to belong, but I'm, I'm not there yet, what's the next step? Well, um, we're having this thing called Commitment Sunday. And it's just a time after each gathering to um, be in a session where we talk more about um, what this is about. And guess we're going to have it on February the 11th. No, come on. That's Valentine's, that's Valentine's weekend. It makes sense, right? Commitment, dating, Valentine's, commitment, oh. Valentine's. There it is. It clicks. It clicks. I know. It deep. took a while. Uh, we, <laughs> we thought it was creative. The level of our creativity. it wasn't so creative. So <laughs> anyway, I'm so thankful um, for the opportunity that we have to live out this mission together. Um, we're going to continually hammer that this is, not, this is about moving um, the message of Jesus outside where it's not known here locally and, and globally because that's what this is all about. Mm -hmm. This is not a club that we belong to and we come in and we have this little pat on the back, happy little thing. This is about growing together and growing the kingdom of God. Amen. Amen. Um, let's stand together, mm -hmm. shall we? I'm going to pray and... I'm just going to invite you just to kind of open up your heart and what is God saying to you? What's Jesus saying to you today? Um, we'll close in just a little bit. I've got just one or two other things and then you'll be out of here. But what, what, is, what is God saying to you?
Um, maybe, maybe you've been dating your relationship with Jesus, and you haven't stepped into a brand new commitment with him. You've just been kind of checking him out. Maybe that's what it looks like. I don't know. Um, what is Jesus saying to you? I'm going to pray. In this moment, you can, you can open up your heart and go like, oh, God, I want to receive you. I want to know you. I want you to be my Savior. And if you just pray that prayer, and I've said it so many times, it's not, you know, um, words in exactly the right order. If you screw that order up, you know, it doesn't work. It's not that. It's just opening up your heart and saying, Jesus, I, I want you, and I want you to be Lord of my life. I give my life to you. And as I pray, you can do that. Um, and when you make that declaration of faith, you become this brand new person, this Jesus, right? Living out this Jesus DNA. So, Father, I thank you for the privilege we have of coming together, being a part of what you're doing in the, in the world today, individually and as a faith communi communi community, belonging together. But we are, we are together by faith because of our trust in you. And I thank you that regardless of our journey or the path that we took, when we, when we sought you, when we reach out to you, God, you were there. And you made us a brand new person. We have a brand new purpose in life, a brand new hope. I would pray that if there are some here today who have maybe been in this checking it out phase with you, or this dating phase with you, that perhaps this is the moment when we say, Jesus, I want to make you Lord of my life. I want to serve you. I want to follow you, follow you the rest of my life. Make you, make you uh, the Lord and the and leader of my life. Direct my steps, I pray. In Jesus' name, amen. Closer than a brother, there is no judgment. Oh, how he loves me, I've got a friend. He is my strength. He is my portion. With me in the valley, with me in the fire, with me in the storm. Let all my life take